Hey guys, just wanted to share a message from our sponsor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tool allows you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Acting Class Weekly with legendary character actor Sean Whelan. Lessons, tips, and insight into the craft and business of acting from a man who's been directed by the likes of Tim Burton, Ang Lee, Michael Bay, Wes Craven, Tom Hanks, and many more of Hollywood's A-List. He is 30 years an actor and your professor, Sean Whelan. Roxy, Jeff... Welcome, Acting Class Week. It feels like a snuggy sweater day to me. There's no rhyme or reason to it. It's super hot outside. It was cool this morning. We're getting our June gloom in uh, Los Angeles, people who are listening. But for me, it's just, I feel like it's a sweater day for me. I like that you were welcoming us. Like, are we welcoming the people? Roxy, Jeff, welcome. All of you guys at home. And not so much. Just Roxy and Jeff. They they mean so much to me, but not as much as you two. I think that's sweet, but also... It feels like a big pivot, right? Yeah, yeah. I hope they're okay. We care about you. We do. We love for those listening. We see (laughs) We hear you. We actually really do love you. Uh, we wouldn't do this if it weren't for you. So you're good cover. Keep going. Keep going. Save it. Save it, Jeff. No, by the way, of course, I care about all of you. I just had to save and spin because Roxy has been teaching me transitions. And that was me trying to transition and save like a moment that was weird because I kind of opened the show weird. I feel mm-hmm. like I didn't fix it. I didn't, you can't. I'm just going deeper. Roxy's. <laughs> I think, should we not bail him out? I mean, should we watch? Let's just watch. <laughs> this is what happens when you take a week off. The rust is, do you see the rust? I'm like the tin man that needs the oil. I, everybody likes a rusty look. Uh, you know, it's nice nice to know that something's been worn. Yes. So I'm going to say, even, even though you're feeling rusty, you're looking very fresh and clean. Rocks you as well. Um, if I may toot all of our own horns, I think it's a good skin day for the three of us. So for you podcast <laughs> listeners... Hop on the YouTube and uh, I think I think all three of us are glowing. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. Wow. I mean, but the problem is with saying that, Jeff, is when you imply when you say a woman's glowing, everybody's going to think I'm pregnant now, which I'm not. So oh, just to clear go. it up before we start. Roxy's is not pregnant. Yeah. Not pregnant. The name of the episode. Roxy's <laughs> not pregnant. Exactly. So today, speaking of like a perfect transition for the show and how flexible we were with my crappy opening and then trying to save it and then Jeff just lifting us up to the place of glotacular uh a non-pregnant glotacular by the way Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, that you know you have to be flexible you have to be flexible in this business and I think it just hit me as I was thinking about personal transitions that I'm making in my life and my career because things are just changing uh, for me a lot. And then I thought, wow, but that's this business. And it always has been this business for me. And it always is this business for literally everybody that enters this business. It is a roller coaster. It is a high and low. And you have to learn the tools to be able to understand that that's part of it as opposed to being rigid and getting knocked around and getting being so rigid that all these changes and ups and downs knock you down as a person that's nag- navigating through this business. So you really have to be flexible. And we're just going to talk about all the different situations where flexibility is key and, and, and some of my own as well that I'm going through right now, trying to figure out in this new entertainment business, where do I fit and how will, how will I fit? I'm excited for this one today, Sean, because uh, I feel like often on this show, I know there are a group of people out there who need a show, or, but I feel like this one's for everyone. I don't know anybody right now who isn't feeling a little yeah. um, frustrated, stuck, rigid, torn, confused. So especially during this time of quarantine, um, a flexibility show uh, is, is very necessary. And also I do think that there's something to be said about physical flexibility during this time, like yoga and keeping your body right too. But 
not as relevant. Just saying flexibility in general, very good for this time. Loving it. Love it. Uh, Okay. So uh, before we start, as always, I'm going to do my week, Sean's week. And obviously the song has to be flexible in nature. Mm. Whatever that means to you, flexible in nature, we're doing a little, you know, every time Sean's week is always like a little improv game. And it's a flexible Sean's week. Ready? One, two, three. Sean's week. So I went for the little flexes. Mm-hmm. Roxy went for the binary flexes. Yep. Think, right? Jeff? Yeah, I don't know what Jeff's thing was. I'm figure out what you're I need notes here from the actual actors. Um, I did kind of like a, it's Sean's week. Oh, so, oh, so you were being. Yeah, oh, like, you are a flexible attitude. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> like it's going to roll, all the changes are going to roll off your back. Yeah, it's Sean's week. Yeah. It'll be fine, whatever happens. Yeah, it's Sean's week. Flexible in your attitude. I think we need to start having our producer, Ryan Nilsson, uh, tell us who Sean's week is the most accurate to whatever we're trying to do. Like, I, this, I feel like we do need to make this a competition at some point. Completely but game it, for that. Ryan okay. Booth All right. Bad. So for next week, guys, bring your A game. Bring your Sean's week A game. Well, I mean, obviously mine won this week, so we don't have to go into that. Let's just go <laughs> forward at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, n- number one, I am so excited on TikTok to be starting my comedy sketch series, Roach the Roommate, based on my 1991 character, uh, Roach, from People Under the Stairs. Uh, you guys know him and love him, Gabe Greer, uh, from a couple episodes uh, on this show. Gabe is co-writing them with me. I'm uh, paying him as a writer to write these with me. It's... Uh, it's really fun. It's basically Roach. This the the people under the stairs house never fell down. A guy bought and it was actually truly for sale recently and still is on the market. The house that was the people under the stairs house, and uh, uh, a guy has bought it. And the realtor who was played by Gabe also tells him, "Uh oh, my cat just knocked everything down." He tells him, "Uh oh." He tells him. Uh, he realizes as he's hearing all these yelling and screaming that in the walls that, you know, on page 76 of the disclaimer that I signed uh, said, yeah, you got a guy living between the walls. <laughs> and uh, Gabe plays that part really funny. I'll have to, uh, you guys will have to send you guys those. And that was the first episode. The second episode was about paying the phone bill. And uh, we, you know, I get back in the old stuff. I got my old fingers. It's, it's fun. It's really fun. I have a, a question for you, Sean, and, and because I'm being flexible, um, it might be an inappropriate question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, and, and if you can't answer it, then you can't answer it, but I I get stuck in this position sometimes, and I'm curious how you handled this. Gabe is a good friend of yours. Yes. You have a project you want to work on. How do you go about deciding that that's going to be something you pay him to do, and how do you go about negotiating with your friends what is fair? What is the friend and family rate? Do you bring it up? Does he bring it up? Oh, I literally just go, dude, I need to hire you because you're hilarious. And uh, this is what I want to do. And he, he is my sense of humor in what I know what I was trying to do with this one. I go, you know, I think Doug, I think, you know, I think writing people I've written with and I go, now this is a very Gabe thing. Also because Gabe and I, when we were talking about doing a sketch thing way, way back, uh, we had talked about this like a year and a half ago. So I felt it only fair to give him first dibs. If he said, you know, I kind of can't, and I would go to Doug, you know, but I, but I just said, dude, I got to hire you. And there's just kind of a rate I've paid him for when he's helped me with things. He's helped me come up with some improv games when I got a, a gig out of town to do corporate improv. And there's just a rate I've been paying him for an hour. That's kind of understood. And so, <laughs> It was literally just like, dude, I need to hire you because you're a genius and hilarious and I need to, I want to knock some of these out and, you know, and he's well worth it because I come in, we, we were kind of pitching the one time and then the second time he goes, I've got three, I'd like to pitch you, you know, and then right. you go, well worth it. You know what I mean? Right. Totally. So that's kind of, that's kind of the way we handle it. And it, and it's kind of, there's a substitute for my classes, right? Cause he substitutes for my classes sometimes. And then there's like uh, writing me or helping me with improv stuff for corporate gigs and stuff that I pay him. So. 
Cool. That's great. That's a great question, Ron. Thanks for asking it. Yeah, no, it was. It was really, it was, it's good. And, uh, and, and if there was a problem and he said, you know what, I need a little more then I would be like, okay. Do you know what I mean? But no, totally. Yeah. I just think some, sometimes, you know, there's like, or you have a writing partner in which you wouldn't pay somebody because they're your partner in your duo. And then sometimes you're hiring a writer or sometimes you're so, especially with the friend line, I, I always wonder for me, like when I'm trying to get people to come onto projects, is this a barter system? Is this, a, I offer you a rate. Would you tell me if you needed a rate? So it, it I'm sure you've been in situations like that. I think, you know what I mean? I didn't discuss it. And then I sent him the first payment. And I said, did you get the money? He said, yeah, I did. Thanks. So Great. I, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, that is a good question. Uh, Playhouse West is reopening. And we were talking about uh, all the things that will be changing. There's going to be temperature checks. There's going to be wipe downs. There's going to be masks for everybody. The classes are limited to 12 people. Uh, did Gavin Newsom's announcement today not affect that? Uh, you know what? In all honesty, I haven't heard Gavin Newsom's thing. Uh, Gavin Newsom's announcement today was no indoor. So no theaters, no indoor restaurants. Everything has to go back to close. No indoor groups, uh, gatherings. So I'm assuming that's probably going to, yeah, I'm sure. I don't, I don't know. Um, he named specifically restaurants and theaters. And then there was some other things that were like said that would be posted, but I don't know what that's. Yeah, um, well, yeah restaurants pretty much right what'd you say like only can you get service sit down in a patio or just well, outdoor he said yes indoor no from what i'm from what he said restaurants i'm assuming because we were actually going to go to one tonight that we were i uh there's a restaurant called islands in la that's been doing it so well so safely uh, islands, uh the one in sherman oaks has been phenomenal like go they, find Sean tonight at Islands I Sherman Oaks because I don't their patio is tiny it's got like four oh. tables mm. but they were so good inside you didn't have a menu you had to do you know they had the face mask they all the temperature checks when you walked in you saw them clean the table right in front of you like it was phenomenal yeah um stats came out saying that you were 19 times more likely to get COVID in an indoor restaurant than an outdoor restaurant so that's yeah. where that Regardless of this, uh, I couldn't have done anyway because part of the restriction is if you travel or are in large group events or whatever, you have to quarantine for 14 days. And I, as of right now, I'm going to July 17th. I'm heading out to Michigan to shoot this TV series. So I would have to quarantine then. And then three weeks after the, after I finish my quarantine, after one more week, I have to take my daughter to Boston to move her into her dorm as of now. Uh, so they have not canceled university at all for fall semester being in dorms. Dorms are... Right now, no. Wow. In, uh, certain places. Um, wow. And it's going to Arizona and Arizona. But Massachusetts is actually doing very well right now, Sean. Yeah, Massachusetts yeah. is crushing it. California, not so much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then, um, I know. And then who knows again, being flexible, I don't even know if Michigan will even allow me to fly in from LA cause that might start to happen where travel from hot zones will not be permitted. So right. again, I really hope they let you go. Not only because I want you to work, but I'm also so curious to hear what your experience will be. Yeah. He, so Jeff is saying he would like you to be the Guinea pig, Sean, and please report back. We really are hoping on this. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Yeah, not, not wrong. Well, Harley, uh, who is the writer director and this guy we've talked about on the show many times, I'm going to hopefully have him on the show in the next couple of weeks. He probably will be too busy because he's going to start shooting. He actually starts shooting this weekend or next weekend. So we will see. So that's the other thing. So, and then uh, the weirdest news, which is good or bad news, is that there's a Twister reboot that has been announced. Wow. Uh, with the guy who is uh, directing the Top Gun reboot, who directed the Top Gun reboot, is directing the Twister reboot. And I looked online and they had from the original cast, obviously Tom Cruise, but only Val Kilmer is the only one returning. So who knows what a Twister reboot even means? Bill has passed, Philip Seymour Hoffman has passed. Um, Would it be Helen alone? 
or would it be Helen with some of us? Or I mean, well, Sean, reboot means. Have you not been contacted at all? And is there nobody you can reach out to to ask? They literally just announced, you know, producer, Marshall, director. They, I don't even think they have a script yet. They just mm-hmm. announced what they're doing. Gary has already reached out and asked. So we will see. But I don't even think they know. Do you know what I mean? But even if it isn't that, even if you are not involved in the second one, wouldn't it be helpful for the first one probably uh, in terms of visibility for you? I've been leaning in on that whole thing on my TikTok. So but- of course I have. And it's been helping me, you know, and, and boy, you start a debate. What do you guys think about a reboot? You know what I mean? Oof, there's so many people who are like, only if they have you guys or absolutely not, don't touch it. Or, you know, you never know. Yeah. And that's the thing is you don't know. I would think it'd be fun for them to have cameos, you know, of us. But Sean, what would you want to see in a reboot as a not even necessarily being in it, but as a fan of it, what would you want to see? always was pitching Bill was pitching for years around town a twister too and and it was always what i always thought i go well a twister hits a big city you know different a twister hits a big city and they need to get the storm chasers to try to help a big city you know um but for me it would be fun to see you know a newer generation what they've done now and and they want to up the stuff and then you know maybe it's one of our kids or, you know, the team has, you know, has to get back together to help the new kids. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's also, I don't know if you saw the uh, Spider-Man and Spider-Verse, Sean, but like, no. I like, yeah. oh, first of all, you have to see it. I have. I love it. Said he loved oh, you it. did. I misunderstood. Sean, it is a little hard to hear you sometimes like you're coming in and out a bit. I am. Okay. Um, Are you feeling that too, Jeff? A little bit. Okay. All right. Um, because I, I didn't hear him say I loved it, but I did. I watched the mouth go. Okay. Either way, what I was going to say is, um, you know, um, the old Peter Parker and the kind of grumpy, grizzled Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. You guys could be like the grumpy, grizzled storm chasers who like have to in, like initiate the new ones. Yeah, that's I mean, that's kind of what would be really fun. You know what I mean? Uh, but but again, I, I have no I don't know. But yes, it will help the older twister because you know a lot of times when they do reboots it really spawns people to go back to watch the old one and it's on netflix right now i guess supposedly so supposedly uh, not that i've looked or anything not that i know not that my fans have told me over and over but (laughs) those are my those are my big sean's week um and you know listen we were off last week and we've been kind of sparse but uh we love having you and we we are glad that you're here and roxy's gonna kind of tell you how to keep you here and keep you interested yeah what's so wild is that i'm i'm so happy about how many people have found us during quarantine um and how many people are tuning into acting class weekly every single week with sean whalen Uh, but I would love for you guys to be commenting more because we want to know what you want us to be talking about this, uh, in this time and in all times, honestly, because that's how we base our shows. And especially right now where put Sean to work. If you guys have questions, if you want to hear stories, if there's anything that you are like, this is what I I'm dying to know as a person who is a green actor, an upcoming actor, even an experienced actor. But I want to know from Sean ask those questions, leave those comments, let us know how you're feeling. You can do that all over the place uh, on any podcast, wherever podcasts are, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there also on YouTube. And also while you are there, we really appreciate it. If you give us a five star, a thumbs up, uh, it really helps build. I don't know that YouTube algorithms, I can't claim to understand them, but here's one fact I do know. The more comments, the more likes, and the more subscriptions we get, the more people find our show. So that's the way that the YouTubes work. So if you please could do those things, it would be very helpful. And then we can cater the show even more towards you. So please, please like, comment, subscribe. We all very much so appreciate it. I know Sean said that he cares more about Jeff and I, um, but for this conversation, we care much more about you. So, you know. I'm going to be flexible and let that call mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Because that's, that's the, that on the ups and downs, I'm not going to, I'm going to ride that down and then take it back up into our subject mm-hmm. uh, good for you sean good for you see what i did there mm-hmm. and then that's another down because i called put attention to myself so, <laughs> uh, uh 
So right now for me, and I think this is what was inspiring me is as I started doing um, a thing, I, I, I'm going to have a link tree uh, and I have a website, Jemmy, Sean Whalen. If you look up Sean Whalen on a website called Jemmy, um, well, Sean, can you spell that? J-E-M-I, Jemmy. Jemmy. And it's so cute. Kind of like Cameo, but it's kind of like Patreon. You can just put up what you want. What I love about it is it's very personal. I have a Jemmy assistant who I get to talk to and do stuff. And I've been doing these quarantine cons, which I've told you, I call them quarantine cons. I do them every Friday and those have been going, going really well. And they were like, they started funneling them through Jemmy as opposed to doing them with Venmo and PayPal. And that was getting confusing because people were going, I don't have Venmo. I don't have PayPal. I don't have, you know, so now every credit card, debit card, go to Jemmy on Fridays and you can order whatever you want. And I do sign photos and things, but then they wanted more of that. And then I had, you know, action figure, my roach action figure that I got. And then I got some DVDs of Twister and things like that. And that, and they wanted more of that and more of that. And I started to feel like, oh, I'm spending my day doing busy work, signing stamps, running to the post office, getting more supplies, signing stamps, running to the place to get Lack of creativity maybe or lack of fulfillment in that way. Mm -hmm. Meaningfulness um, to balance that. I'm so Mm -hmm. grateful, by the way, that I have even even in a position that anyone ever would want to have any photo of me or have me sign anything. And I know how lucky I am for that, but I, you know, I am an artist and I want to do that kind of thing. So I've been thinking what I want to do. And, and then I'm just realizing with Playhouse West, I can't really do anything uh, for at least a couple months because of my trips and the quarantines that are required after each of those trips. Uh, So I was thinking, what do I really want to do? I want to do some online stuff. And actually the Jemmy people said, why wouldn't you do something where you, you could, send a a scene to me, tape a one minute monologue, send it to me, and then you would would, uh, purchase a half an hour of my time to go over and talk about it or critique it. Or just do one hour session with me where we just break down a scene or break down a monologue. Um, So these things, um, we're gonna put the link in, we can give you the link of my link tree soon. Because uh, also the other stuff is there, the uh, autograph photos and all that other stuff is there. And I want to start, you know, reaching out to you guys that listen to this show who say they would want to coach. I'm not saying I'm going to be your permanent coach or everything, but maybe we can get some one-offs. And then if and you could always put in the comments, or we do have an email that we I started a while ago, actingclassweekly at gmail.com, that you could say, hey, I would love how to act for comedy or a scene study between two people on zoom, which I could do. Give me any of your suggestions in our likes, comments, subscribes. And I want to start doing that. Cause I think that's the way I'm going to be teaching for a while. That's, that's kind of the way I'm going to be teaching. I love that, Sean. So I want to reach out to people who hear the, you know, listen to this show and say, let's, let's, you know, roll up our sleeves and get to work. I want to mentor people. And the other thing I did, which, uh, if anyone listening has any suggestions, I'd like to do once a week. I did it already. There was a, a theater teacher uh, in on TikTok who we became friends. And I said, hey, I want to just Q&A, whatever you want for your high school theater students. And she said, oh, we don't have, I don't know what we have in the budget. And I said, this is, I'm doing this for free every week to any high school theater department that reaches out. If you can go to actingclassweekly at gmail.com and I want to set up one a week where it's just an hour Q and a with your students. Um, I'm really also really would like to find places with people of color who have theater departments that maybe don't have as much funding and I'd love to do some free work there. So uh, that's another thing that I'm trying to do as well. And I, it was so fun. We, uh, I'm, I'm probably going to have that teacher on the show too just how fun it was to have these students that were just asking questions that I've never been asked before. And uh, so I'm trying to do all these stuff just to add some meaning to the balance of the busy work as I shift, you know, getting Sean, ready. Just briefly, is there a particular question that stood out to you or a question that you felt like you had never been asked that was um, uh, prevalent? What was the one? I think one was like your greatest regret. 
in your career. But no, we had that on our show. No, that wasn't it. I'm trying to think. Oh, it was like three weeks ago. So I'm trying to think. Okay. Uh, but I no, not not right off the top of my head. Do you like or you dislike when I put you on the spot? Just wondering. Oh, yeah. Just I'm curious. Foxy, I'm flexible. Ooh, he's flexible. I never mind. You guys, I mean, you know, I know you guys have my best interest and the show's interest at heart. So, so flexibility. So that's my flexibility. My whole thing is shifting. My whole world is shifting. And now, you know, we, and we have to be right now. If you think of the world right now as being on a set and then you're getting new, we're getting new pages every day, <laughs> new script changes, new edits, new, you know, we, we have to be flexible right now in just the world to, to navigate it. And, you know, flexibility is just key. And I think the major thing I want to talk about is you have to not get jarred by the things that shift, but just know they're going to shift. If you're getting on a roller coaster, you can't say, I hope it goes slow. You know, I hope. Well, you could, you could say it. (laughs) I would say a very old world foolhardy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hope it goes slow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, or, you know, I hope there's no twists and turns on a looping roller coaster. It's just you, this is the ride you signed up for. So you, if you do that, the point is, what do you do? Are you the person that hides under the thing or whatever? Or you're the, for me, roller coasters, for me, I have to scream my head off. That's how I get through a roller coaster, but laughing, screaming, you know, that's why, how I love it. So you have to approach it in your way, but at the very, in a, in a way that makes sense for you to get through this where it doesn't become burdensome or so not, you're so knocked around that you can't handle it because then you've chosen the wrong business. Sean, how many times in your 30 years an actor have you had to remind yourself that? Uh, I think my big, coming of age with that mental health show if you guys have never heard it um uh i would do it a lot before that i would worry and get concerned and focus on the wrong things but since that time the last six years uh i don't anymore because it's just the name of the game so this is something though that some people might have to learn over and over or remind themselves consistently uh, at least until a certain point this isn't a one-time lesson again but i was a worrier and I focus on the wrong things. If you're not that kind of person, I mean, I would say you guys at this age, do you feel you have to remind yourself that all the time or have you accepted it? You're, you're where I was when I kind of started. You're kind of the ages when I literally started working 27. Jeff, know. what do you think? I think I'm getting there. I think you have to be right. Like mm-hmm. I think I, yeah, I think I've had no choice but to be. Okay. But, but that doesn't sound like, an acceptance on your part. Ask the question again. I feel like candidly I was like not as long as it may take over time. You, do you take things? I, I mean, I kind of know the answer cause I've been working with you for a while. You yeah. don't personally, you don't get over frustrated when there's something wrong. You more than people are willing. The question though was, it was about how often do you have to remind yourself that this is a, a roller coaster and you don't have full control over it. Yeah. yeah. I feel like lately more than usual. <laughs> um, I feel like, I mean, anyone who's listening to the show who works in the biz in any capacity knows that it's an especially challenging time, not only for our industry, but every industry. But I think that's why when people, when you say you want to work in the entertainment industry, they say, okay, can you picture doing anything else? Can you picture your life at a desk? Because you have to ask all those questions because the highs are really high, but the lows are very, very low. Right. And, um, I think like entertain pursuing this business has to be a must do, not a I could do it. Because if it's just an I could do it, there's a lot of heartbreak. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Rox? I feel like I am also reminding myself that at least recently and like recently, not even just COVID the last year, I feel like every day. Yeah. Um, every day, like, you know, even right now, um, I'm auditioning for something that 
they sent me the time of the audition. It's in person. We then they've decided that it can no longer be in person. The day has changed. The new day doesn't work with my filming schedule. I have to send them back times. They push it to a different day. They decide that day doesn't work for that audition. And I find myself being like, <clears throat> that's yeah. just literally what it is. So, you know, even little things that like, you just kind of have to move with it. And every day I have to remind myself, like, not that big of a deal. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. Just, you know, figure it out. They, that's how it goes. So I don't think this comes very naturally for me. I, I like to have more control in my life than this industry allows you to have, but I'm so obsessed with this industry that I'm willing to lack control for it. But I, it's definitely like this push pull for me all the time where I'm like, all right, just going to kind of put my hands up on this roller coaster. Cause that, what else am I supposed to do? Well, the greatest phase phrase with my girlfriend that I've now said, you know what, I'm going to put it in my life that we've always said um, is we'll figure it out. We always do. Yeah. So anything start to get really tense between us or there's just craziness or, uh, but in my life, if you just say, I'll figure it out, I always do. I'll figure I'll figure it out. I always do. If you have going that, you know, I'll ride the, it's easier to ride the roller coaster. If you just have that faith in yourself that you'll figure it out. Like, you know, I want to, I'm excited to shoot this thing in Michigan, but it may not happen. And I may get, you know, and there's days I wake up going, what am I doing? I'm terrified. What, you know, and then the next day going up, well, I know what I'm doing, but what can I do? You know, but I will figure it out. I will figure it out one way or the other, either how to make the trip where I can make it really worth my time or not. You know, if, if, if things close down on me, you know what I mean? It's, you know, if you think about it, you're, you know, you've made hundreds of thousands of days work. You've done it so far. You can make one more day work. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so, so going into the smaller things, let's just hit some specifics here. Um, so I talked about myself. Uh, let's go into specifics, just like Roxy was talking about, which is uh, me being flexible with a transition in auditions. In auditions, you have to be flexible. Number one, exactly what Roxy was talking about, changing times, changing places. Sometimes the project, like I'll literally have one where I get a cancel. I've, I've worked on an audition for several days and then they, I get a uh, call two hours before. Part's been written out. Like, or they cast somebody else. They can't cast someone else. They made a change you don't fit anymore. They went with the sumo wrestler look, which is obviously mm-hmm. me. You know what I mean? So that's how. Project died. That's another one. The project died. Right. Or they, they cut the scene that you were going to be in. Um, then, uh, then, so change. And then when you get into the room, they could actually change the script changed the sides. I remember I went into one for uh, a show I really wanted to be on Silicon Valley. And I went in for an audition and they changed the sides that time. Not the overall arc of it, but just, you know, a good 30% of the lines and how they, some were short and some were long, but the, the gist of it. And oh my God, these young, some guys, because they had an age range and some of the younger guys were like, you can come back. We're so sorry. You can come back tomorrow. And they were like, uh, and I was like, well, yeah, give me 15 minutes, you know? I mean, of course. And they were just so pleased and I got pinned for it. And I, and I honestly believe like the guy who got it was perfection. And I, you know, he's so talented and perfect for the role. But uh, I think I literally got pinned because I because of that attitude. Because Which one can I ask who what part? The guy that was obsessed with the woman robot. Remember the woman half robot? I <laughs> love that role. But the guy who got it was I think it was the guy from Jerry Maguire, who I've lost some parts to in the past before. But he looked so much like the guy it was based on. There's a real guy that that was based on that I watched the YouTube videos. Uh, but ooh, I lo- it was nothing you can do. How about when you go in and you audition and they say, we actually, we want to read you for another role. Yeah, exactly. That's another thing that can happen. Okay. What do you do? Panic? Fall apart? No. You have to expect the unexpected in this business. You must. Listen, Twister reboot. It's happening. I have no idea. No idea. But I'll be fine either way because Liz Jeff said it's going to help me uh, with 
the sale of the old one regardless. And hopefully I'll be able to recreate my character, but I don't know. And I'm not going to obsess about it because there's, I can't control it. I have to be flexible. Um, The thing I want the audience to hear from you, Sean, right now is that kind of attitude is actually what would bring you back. Like when directors hear, oh, Sean, oh yeah, he's so flexible. He's so gracious. Like I love him back. So like that exact attitude is the thing that will get you hired. Well, yeah, I could do a whole show about why I should be in the reboot. (laughs) You know what I mean? And and be angry and yelling. Right Right now, I don't know if you guys, uh, this is more evergreen, but if you are watching this in this July 1st of 2020, there's a lot going on right now about Leah Michelle um, and her not being the most easy person to work with. And today um, it did come out. One of the people that was working with her was just talking about, he said, listen, she should be 40 times more famous than she is now because she is literally the most talented person I've ever worked with. She's just a living nightmare. So she's not going to be that. But he was like, she's so much more talented than even you guys have seen. And so, and we see things like that happen too, where if you are rigid and not flexible and not easy to work with, your talent can't really care. It could carry you to some point, but it won't carry you the whole way. Right, exactly. Um, And then obviously in auditions, they can add and cut scenes. And I've had, we just said adding scenes, but cutting scenes, I've prepared five page scenes called, are we really going to do all these five scenes? Are we really going to do all these five scenes? Can you just give them a call, Gary, and let the ask if they said, yep, 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 yep. Walk in the door and they go, we're just doing the first one. And, and, you know, and you've worked so hard for days on many pages. And if I went in there bitter, it would show. And you go, all right, I'm going to let it go. You know, you have to be flexible on the sets call time, travel. Uh, my story that I told you guys when I did the show in Hawaii, uh, Magnum PI, in the air, they changed my role <laughs> from the good guy to the bad guy and said, listen, this is a lot less screen time. But I was like, but it's a much funner part. And they were like, and, and because I was flexible and they knew me, they go, well, we can throw that at you. And we knew that you could handle it. That's the kind of thing you want, because if they didn't think I could handle it, I would have landed and said, hey, we got to put you on a flight back or you're fired, you know, because they knew I was flexible, because they knew I was flexible in my characterizations and things like that. They could switch me from the nervous, uh, nice guy to the mean guy. That's that's a great place to be, to think that they even had that faith that I could do it. So that was really cool. So it's call times, travel, when you get there, when you're on the actual set, you could be the first scene up and then all of a sudden something happens and now you're the last scene of the day at 3 a.m. in the morning. How are you going to sustain your energy? How are you going to have that fresh feeling that you are going to have? You're going to have to figure out how to rest in a way that you will bring that energy. The biggest example, and this is my story from the set, was Twister. They, the whole point was not to bring it up, you know, because of the reboot thing, but because they wanted to save money on CGI. And the only way to do that was to film in actual stormy clouds. So we had a weatherman and we had three to four possible locations every day where this whole huge camp with helicopters, tents, trucks would go to based on what the weatherman called at like four in the afternoon for the next day. And we would never know where we were going to be. And how accurate was that? I mean, never, I mean, like hardly ever, like we rarely shot in storms. Like we were, we would keep going and go, sunny day. There's another, you know, few hundred grand on computer graphics (laughs) going to be, you know, but they tried, they tried really hard to get us in at least cloudy sky and things like that to get us uh, in that weather. And we never knew. And the worst part was, we were set in Ponca City, Oklahoma, a very small town. And in most movies, when you're not working, they know you're not working. You could go home to L.A. for a couple of weeks. This one's, this shoot spanned five and a half months. You could go home. But everyone had to stay around because you never knew what was coming the next day. You never knew. And so well, at least you get paid then, though. Yeah, you're getting paid. But you would get paid if you were on hold and you went back home, too. Oh, so, oh. You know, so, you know, because you get a run a picture deal, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, The thing was the, but you would have to be flexible. And thank God I was on the good guy team because the bad guy team had to sit around a lot in that small town. So, 
yeah, it was, I saw one guy just deteriorate into, he, when I watched a movie theater, he was like, had a long beard and just glazed over eyeballs playing pinball in the small theater. This was the set that you were on in which your ex-wife had broken her arm and by the time you were done, she had yeah. healed? Yeah, the Philip Seymour Hoffman story where he's like, yeah. you healed and I'm still here. You know, but we never knew. And, and that happens uh, when I shot Rob Zombie's um, Halloween 2. I went there on a Tuesday. We were going to shoot Wednesday and I was out Thursday. I didn't get home till Saturday because it got rained out three days in a row. It was an outdoor scene. They needed it. And they couldn't just do it. Was, it was part of a longer series of events that they couldn't just have a scene that had a bunch of rain in it for no reason. It, you know, it was in a sequence that had to fit in the middle of stuff. So I had to wait till it stopped raining. So you never know. And on the set, and that happens during the day waiting to shoot when you get called in in the morning. And as I just said, so there's many things on uh, sets as well. Um, and then the biggest thing guys is just, if you're in this for a long time, you got to ride all the waves and the trends, all of them. So I've been in this where the sign it was Seinfeld was big and they wanted to find the next Kramer. So all my character actor friends were getting roles that were written like Kramer. They were like exactly written like Kramer. They're like, but don't be Kramer. And the reason was Michael Richards walked in the door. No one wrote what he did. He created that over the first season and created this persona, but everybody wanted to copy it. I rode that wave. I rode when it was the beautiful 90210 era, CW, where all the beautiful young people should. So then you go, okay, what do I got to do? So I went and got headshots that made me look like a teacher, made me look like a dad, you know, like a, a fun uncle, you know, uh, a college older, older graduate, you know, TA or something. You have to pivot those uh, single camera shows when it was no one. I, I pitched a show with Jamie Gertz after Twister, single camera show, very much like The Office. No one does single camera. It's a waste of money. No one's ever going to do it. And two, you know, a year and a half later, Ricky Gervais created The Office and started the whole trend. Wow. So, I mean, and our show was super funny. It was at a PBS station. And but then can you go out and re could you go out and repitch it when it was popular? Uh, it was just that in our, <clears throat> it was too similar to the office. No, it's just that uh, there was a glut of them. Do you know what I mean? Then there was too many. Right. And ours was just one of the trying to catch up type thing. It got pushed in that place. Excuse me. Mm, your excuse, <sighs> Sean. I'm being flexible with my voice. Um, the other thing, uh, you know, I obviously am in the horror craze right now. I'm shifting into it. Everybody knows who asked me a million times, what's your favorite genre? Well, it's comedy. Well, right now, horror is a thing. And so I'm leaning into it. I still have fun. So this is the perfect example on TikTok. They were just, everyone wanted to hear me talk about horror movies and the, the Twister and stuff like that. And so I wanted to do comedy. I put out some comedy sketches. They didn't do well because there's, again, you're like a network. So what did I do? I did Roach the Roommate as a comedy. Thing. So I'm doing a comedy horror thing because I get to, so I pivoted and was flexible with that. And then, uh, and then the, the period where now where you can make your own content, must make your own content, do your own thing. That's what's happening now. So don't let it pass you by, dive into it, create your own stuff. That is, that is why people are doing, you know, no one goes out and just says, I'm gonna be an actor and I'm gonna sit by the phone. You have to create your own stuff. That's what's happening now. And we're in a time of major, major diversity. And I'm a middle-aged white guy. So what do I pivot? When I went and got headshots, guess what? The mean lawyer, the mean, you know, the, the bad guy. But guess what? The eth so many ethnicities have had to play bad guys for years. So it's my turn. Big deal. You know what I mean? Also, you probably will have fun doing that. Of course. Yeah, it's course. different. Yeah, it's a different thing. So, you know, I'm not, you know, mad about it. It's just like, okay, this is another wave I have to ride. This is the wave that's happening. So I got shots that made me look like, an ex you know, many different types of bad guys, a middle-aged white guy, as long, along with other things. You know what I mean? Just one. Sean, are you finger to the pulse figuring that out? Or are you contacting 
Gary or, you, you know, your management, your agent and saying, what do you guys think people are going out for right now? No, I think, I mean, it's just, you figure it out on your own. You figure it out I'm on just your saying own. For our audience who might not really know what to go. Know. Right. If you don't know, yes, always turn to somebody that may know more, you know, for me personally, since I've been in this for, you know, 35 years, I kind of went, okay, this is what's happening. Here's the smart move to make. But yes, if someone didn't know, yes, ask your agents and see what's going on. But this or is- even watch TV shows and see what your look is being cast as. And read the paper, but also you're a human in the world. And right now we are elevating people of color right now. So that's going to go into entertainment for sure. So, you know, be aware of things and then pivot and ride the roller coaster and be flexible. It's not bad, you know. I will be, you know, I had to do some auditions in a scary movie where I had to be a guy that had to yell the N-word over and over as a, you know, really bad, bad townsperson. And, you know, it was rough. But in the story, it was important for where what I had to be to tell a really powerful story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sean, I do want to give a shout out in the chat. He said this before, but when we're talking about evil characters you could play, Weston Ira is still convinced that you sound like a government spy. So... You know, yeah. if you're if you're getting headshots, Sean, government spy stuff. Government spy. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. In there. I like I like that idea, government spy. So I mean, these are all the things that we can do. And the takeaway is, you know, I, I wrote it down and I know it's maybe not gonna sound as good, but the only stability is being prepared for instability. And then ride those waves with a conscious ease as much as you can. So just be the only, you know, what, what is the thing that the only change that you have to make sure is that there's constant change, you know, the only thing you can be sure of is that there's, mm-hmm. I, I know there's a better, you're butchering it, but I feel you butchering it. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is it? it's, it's the only thing we oh, know for sure is that, you know, nothing for sure on is that there's nothing you can count on or something like mm-hmm. to the, something to that effect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, the only constant in life is change. Yes, thank you. I was so close, though, Rox. Jeff, that head tilt at the end was very good. Well, it made up for your Sean's week very much so. Mm. Yeah, I needed that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Redemption is yours. I mean, I feel sorry for you guys if we're going to compete. It's 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 shameful that you would want that and to put that on yourself. I feel. Can bad. I tell you how positive I am that I'm the best every week? I am. I'm, I'm shocked. And uh, and frightened by your delusional take. My assessment is what we call accurate. Um, and, you know, I'm excited to prove that in coming weeks as I've been waiting for this recognition for some time now. No, I understand. And when you uh, get off and put back on your tinfoil hat, I think that'll be, you know, get you more prepared or uh, a reality check that's coming. Mm, and, and maybe that hat will show a mirror to you in which you could see how wrong you are about how you've been this whole time. Right. right. I just I just want to make sure, since we're not in studio, obviously if we were in studio, I would provide you the handkerchiefs for your tears when you lose, but mm. just you have some at your house. Mm, okay. All right. Well, I'm glad that uh, I have a box right here that I can ship in the mail yeah, to you immediately to have the tissues for the tears for next week mm-hmm. when you get you know solid trauma. solid mm-hmm. so <laughs> and jeff as always is mr paul is just smiling political well he lost already i can very honestly say i know i'm pretty firmly out of the running if we're doing an acting competition i disagree with you you've had some very interesting takes that i would i would say over the over the months have you know he's not the one voting you don't have to get on his good side well no i'm just saying i don't agree that he's out of the running i mean it, it it's it's funner to be two people than one you know what i mean you know it's an interesting show idea i believe we've done an acting class with rocks mm-hmm. but she has experience it'd be interesting to do an acting class with me who has so Ooh. little that would be fun break down a scene yeah that would be really fun. Because the few times I've acted, I have very bad habits. My face goes like this. <laughs> and I'm not like a super unnatural person on camera, but for some reason when they call action, I melt into a puddle. <laughs> I'm interested in that. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. We'd have to be really flexible for that one. So, 
So flexibility is key in this industry in the largest sense, in the smallest sense, and just be stable in your instability and know that you're going to be able to figure it out. And if you go in there with that, then you won't get rocked. I'll, I can figure whatever, throw me anything, I'll be able to figure it out. And the, one of the best examples, and I've talked about books, is Brian Cranston's book when he went to the producers and just said this comedy show, physical comedy is part of it. Literally, literally throw me anything you want. And he said, I was covered in bees from head to toe and stung several times because I told the producers that. So, but they loved working with him and writing for him. And he got more recognition because he said that. Because he was saying, I'm 100% flexible with whatever you do with me. So you can read that in his book. So Roxy, where can we find you? Everywhere at Roxy Stryer. And also in case you guys didn't know, every single day at 1 p.m. Pacific time, I do a show live on my YouTube called Live at the Roxy. Uh, I've got awesome guests on. Sean has joined me before. Jeff never wants to come on. It's fine. Uh, But tomorrow, you at 1 o'clock, when are you going to come on? Oh, I could do a Friday. Really? Well, Friday I go after DC. It's on Monday at 2.30. Uh, we'll have to talk off. Okay, we'll talk about it offline. Um, but it's every day at 1 other than Friday, which is at 2.30. Tomorrow I have an amazing guest, Ed Greer. Uh, you guys know him from Screen Junkies, but he is a hysterical black comedian with just like a, a massive voice and ridiculously talented. So come join me for that uh, if you're watching this live. Yay. And uh, Mr. Funtabulous. You guys can yeah. find me on Instagram at Jeffrey Crane Graham. And um, I'm going to say tomorrow on Maria Menounos' daytime show, Better Together, we have a 4th of July special with Chopped Chef uh, Judge Mark Murphy. He's going to do some grilling with us. So Whoa. Sure. You guys are going to grill on the show? Yeah. Cool. Wow, that's very cool. And you can find me everywhere at Sean Whalen Actor. Please email that well, Sean Whalen uh, actingclassweekly at gmail.com with your suggestions and uh, keep a lookout in the next couple of days on my uh, link tree that we'll put in the bio for you can get autographs, things like that. But I'm going to start these acting opportunities to work with me. So, uh, and, and please, if you know of any high schools that would benefit from a Q&A with me, uh, and especially ones that um, don't get a lot of funding, people of color, anything, I would love to do that as well. I'm going to be doing that for free. So don't worry about school government budgets or anything like that. Our Q&A on me for high school kids. So uh, as always, thank you for letting me be part of your journey. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.